everyone, welcome to episode two of the Lift, Row, Eat, Grow performance podcast with me, Paul, from Lift, Row, Eat, Grow. And today we are just going to do a real quick um, quick overview of some of the really common mistakes that athletes make when it comes to their nutrition. And some of them it is just not knowing, and some of them it's just the choices that they make relative to the goals that they want just don't match or align. And so it's not through them doing things wrong on purpose, it's just fall into the trap of doing what they perceive is right and it just not matching up with their goals and their needs and their requirements. And so with working with people, you kind of see common trends and these are typically the uh, the common trends that we see. So hopefully you may either recognize these in yourself and this will help you make a change to them or you may be coaching other people and you may be able to help them um, get out of the trap of making these mistakes. So hopefully this will be uh, of some use to you guys. Okay, so mistake number one is it's with athletes have the best intention of eating as healthy as possible. So they aim to eat super clean, which is great. And I would always advise eating a, a whole food diet, minimally processed foods, lots of fruit and veg, lean proteins. So your typical like clean eating is going to be really, really the foundations of any athlete's diet. But it's also really common for for athletes to eat super clean and then wonder why like the performance is tanking and it tends to be when it's stereotypically leaner males that want to look a certain way so they want to look lean and so they're eating super healthy because that's the perception of what they need to do are eating really clean and are unable to eat enough food to match their their training requirements so the, the benefit of a whole food diet so when we're talking about we're looking at sort of whole grain rices and pastas and sweet potatoes and and meat and actual food is it can be quite bulky there's a lot of fiber in there and there's just a lot of physical bulk and what that means is it's quite self-limiting so for an athlete that has got high calorific demands so they're either doing a lot of training volume or they're a bigger athlete by nature and they just need more fuel in the tank to, to get through their training sessions it can be really difficult to eat a really high amounts of food required to, to give them the calories and the energy that they need from whole food sources and so especially if they're hitting higher protein intakes just the act of eating a higher protein intake makes people feel full the fact that they're eating large volumes of carbs which are high in fiber makes them feel full and that sensation of fullness means that they just cannot eat enough food to fuel what they need to do. And so they're eating super clean, super healthy. It's a really good diet on paper, but it just doesn't provide them with enough calories to, to actually sustain the level of training and volume of training that they are doing. And then at some point, they either hit a wall, sort of performance-wise, or they wonder why they can't gain any weight or strength despite eating a really good diet. And it's because of the really good diet, it's just preventing them from eating enough. And so there's nothing wrong with having some more easily digestible food, whether that is carb powders, whether that is breakfast cereals, whether it is protein shakes and stuff like that. 
as a, a supplement to allow a athlete to actually hit the calorie targets because calories are king when it comes to performance and if we're not doing them we are going to hit the wall so i guess that's the first one really is mistake number one is eating too clean at the expense of hitting calorie targets and one thing we've got to remember is that as athletes our bodies are different than somebody that is overweight pre-diabetic inactive with regard to how we can tolerate and process foods and especially after that training we've done we become even more efficient at dealing with carbs and we can deal with these carbs with less sort of insulin being required so one of the key things of exercise and intensity and resistance training is it improves that insulin sensitivity so we get an upregulation of what they call glute 4 so that means that the body can absorb more carbs without the need for insulin so if we do need to have more refined carbs having them after training is going to be useful so it could just be a a bowl of cereal it could be some white toast or a white wrap and things like that because we know that these things are going to be easier to eat in a higher volume to allow us to get more calories in the system which we need to fuel that performance so the vast majority of our diet is going to come from this clean eating or however you want to label that but don't be afraid of having some refined foods if that allows you to actually hit your calorie targets because ultimately if we're not hitting calorie targets we are going to hit the wall performance is going to plateau if we're looking to gain weight we're going to plateau we're going to get frustrated we're end up going to train harder to try and achieve what we want to achieve and we dig ourselves into a, dig- a bigger hole so mistake number one is over focus on clean eating at the expense of actually hitting calorie targets okay mistake number two is when an athlete is looking to improve their body composition so they want to lose body fat and they follow a performance-based program but fueling it with fat loss nutrition so fat loss nutrition in, in a simple term is they are eating in a calorie deficit. So they're taking in less calories than their body needs in order for those remaining calories and remaining energy to be mobilized from the body in, the tor- in terms of stored body fat. That would be the lipolysis and then burnt off, which would be the oxidation. And to do that, we need to be in a calorie deficit. So they're eating less calories than the body needs, but then the program that they are following is written for people that want to perform so this is dead common when i was was doing things in crossfit is that people would be looking to lose the body fat but then they would be following a competitor's program where the volume and intensity is high they would last two weeks and then the body was smashed and the same when it comes to the erg i've seen so many athletes now which have been following high volume high intensity programs while looking to lose weight and they've not been able to meet the demands of the program. Their targets have started slipping, especially for the athletes which were strength, speed, power base. They're looking to improve the sprinting. And they have done this in a deficit and then wondered why their, their speed is dropping and their power is dropping on the erg. Their legs are always heavy and they're just feeling that they just can't hit targets. And one key thing to remember is that you can still eat a lot of food, a lot of calories, and be in a deficit if your calorie expenditure is high enough. 
And so one way of getting around this sort of thing with athletes is actually, they call it high energy flux. So that is in effect burning a lot of calories, but still eating a lot of calories. And for athletes, this helps bypass a lot of like the down regulation of uh, our metabolism that happens as a result of being in a calorie deficit. So when we're in a calorie deficit for a prolonged period of time, our general uh, energy levels or motivation starts to drop. So this is the body trying to like save itself from expending any more energy, but it will also increase our appetite and our preoccupation with food. So we'll think about food a lot and we'll be hungry, and that's a way of making us eat more calories. But what we can do with athletes, especially if we know that their training volume is high, we can actually still have them in a, a small or moderate deficit, so a 10% calorie deficit overall, but they could eat a lot of food. So they could be still be eating 3,000 calories of food, but they may be burning 3,200 calories worth of, of energy from training and, and everyday life and still be in a deficit, but they've still eaten a lot of food. And so this is the key thing, it is as an athlete recognizing that you can still be in a deficit, you can still do a performance program, but you probably need to eat more food than you think. And this is just gonna be based on what we call outcome-based decision-making. So every week you would have a, a mental check-in with either your coach or even yourself, where you would kind of rate my energy's feeling this, my body weight is feeling this, my performance as a whole is feeling this. And at the end of each week, you would reflect on where you feel you're at and if changes need to be made based on actual outcomes. And if everything's starting to tank, then that is a sign that we probably need to increase our calories, even if it is just for a period of a week or so of eating at maintenance, just to allow the body to, to get back on an even keel and then go back in a deficit again. So one key thing for, for weight loss is you don't have to be in a calorie deficit every day. Over a prolonged period of time, so that's eight weeks or 10 weeks or whatever the length for your diet would be, you need to be in a calorie deficit. But that doesn't mean that needs to be the same every day and it doesn't mean it needs to be the same every week. And so working with a coach that can help you look at your training program and identify when there are going to be increases in volume in the program and helping you acknowledge that that might be a good time to actually increase your calories because you're still going to be in a deficit but you're also going to be fueling performance or even looking at weeks where you could eat at maintenance and so like you're looking to kind of help the the body kind of bounce back from a period of being in a deficit and then go into a deficit again or if there are periods where training volume is actually going to decrease, then we can look at how we would create that deficit via our diet. So it doesn't have to be linear. You don't have to eat the same way every day, even if the goal is fat loss. We can, we can really be clever with how we change things relative to the length of the diet, the goal, the amount of weight that somebody wants to lose, and the performance that they are looking to seek. But one of the key things really is being mindful about if we are following a... 2k program or a 5k program which is geared towards helping somebody improve and pb their performance and we are fueling that with a fat loss diet then the two don't match up and at some point the body's going to fight back and it isn't going to like it so think about what sort of performance you are looking to seek and how you are fueling that performance so 
in effect, don't fuel a performance program with a fat loss diet. Okay, and the third and final thing I'm going to touch on today is athletes, they have, a, have it in their head that protein is all that they need. And so they get very good at hitting protein targets. And so whatever that is, they're very good at having protein shakes, uh, making sure there's protein at every meal, which is sound advice. There's nothing wrong with that. And we need protein, especially if we are doing a concurrent program. So we are lifting one day on the erg another day and we're comb- or even combining them in some sort of metcon. We know that our adaptation to these programs are better when our protein intake is higher. So we're looking at by higher, I mean up to two grams per kilogram of body weight compared to just 1.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. We know that it's beneficial. But what is really common to see athletes do is go overkill on the protein. And there's nothing wrong with overeating protein in terms of how it affects our performance and, and body composition. It has a neutral effect. So because it's really inefficient to store protein as body fat we can overeat it and and not really have much of a negative impact on our body composition but the downside of eating too much protein is is it coming at the expense of eating enough carbs and fat because when we're eating protein that's great and it helps with recovery in our muscles but it doesn't provide us with a lot of usable energy for us on the erg to perform our sessions whereas carbs and fats do and so it's dead common for athletes to eat too much protein feel too full and as a result not hit their actual targets for carbs and for fat and these are the things which actually fuel our performance and so it's going to be really important that everything that we eat is is in the right context really so we're not overeating one macronutrient so the macronutrients will be your carbs your fat and your protein at the expense of another we want to make sure that all aligned and as a general rule and this is very very general it's difficult to give specific advice when you don't really know who's listening to it it's protein is going to be pretty stable on a day-to-day basis so we might have our target and we want to be within 10 grams of that target each day so either side of it and so that, regardless of the day, the type of training, that tends to be steady. But from there, your carbs and your fat can be interchangeable, depending on your goals, your lifestyle, your preferences, your training volume. And so these can change, but we've still got to be mindful that our carbs and our fat are going to be what is ultimately giving the fuel to for our performance. And if we are not eating enough of them, in, in whatever context it would be. So if we're doing a lot of high intensity stuff, we're going to need more we're going to need more carbs to fuel that. And if we're doing a more balanced program of a volume, endurance, intensity, then we can be looking at being quite mixing and matching with our carb and, and protein intake based on the needs of that day. But we just gotta be mindful that we're not overdoing the protein because our perception that's really good for an athlete at the expense of the things that provide us with energy to actually get through our training sessions and maximize the performance because ultimately the better performance in a training session the better the the training response and the stimulus and the adaptation to that and so if we go into session poorly fueled or not having the right fuel source available for that session then we just don't gain as much fitness from it as we could have done compared to if we go into it 
in, in an optimal state. So I guess like we'll keep this one short, but the third and final mistake of the day is going to be athletes paying too much attention to their protein intake. So hitting the protein intake or even eating in excess and, and missing the mark on the carbs and the fat, which are actually going to provide them fuel to, to get them through the session. And so have a think about where you may be, where any of your athletes may be, if they are making any mistakes and think about how you would talk to your athlete about how we could correct them and what things you could put into place to, to kind of help them get on, on a back on a keel to really leverage their performance regardless of whatever program they're following. So I hope this has been useful and I will see you in episode three. So thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Bye now.